This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It is Hawkside Guns, and it is a new year. And uh, we're hoping... 20, yeah, 2020, 2021. 2021 hopefully will be a better year overall, although... It, it, it doesn't actually have a very high bar to, to cross on that one, though. Oh, we're man. just kind of hoping it doesn't fuck up. You know, really, that's kind of the case. I uh, Now, gun sales were up in 2020, of course. Uh, yes, and and that's 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 a good thing. So, but at the same time, I uh, I know the gun sales world is waiting on bated breath to see what happens after January twentieth. Yeah, I think a lot of us are. I mean, uh, uh, we could be sent directly into lockdown, in which case, twenty twenty one will be an exact repeat of twenty twenty, uh, and we'll be plunged right back into hard times. Uh, although with the vaccine, quote unquote vaccine, almost ready, I don't think we're going to do that, which means uh, I think, and this is just me, I think it will start to normalize a little, a little bit. But here's well, well when, when you're talking about the, 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 the illness stuff, well, I'll, I'll talk to you about that after the cast. There's certain things that I don't think I know. <laughs> <laughs> which which will have the cast going, oh, shit, they're going into conspiracy theories now. Um, but as far as the, the gun sales stuff, I mean, that's actually what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, the um, the ATF is really starting to feel their oats on what they can and can't just make up their minds on and say, um, yeah, we're not going to allow that anymore. I, I tried to mentally give them the benefit of the doubt, and as usual, I, I was wrong. Um, but I... So that's really kind of the concept is is where what guns will we be able to sell? What guns will we be hiding under the couch and hoping no one knows we have? You know, until yeah. they become legal again or whatever it is. Uh, I know it's got the AR crowd shaking in their boots, but uh, there's there's a lot that's going to go on. Uh, also, one of the things that's happened in the last year is there are a lot of new gun owners. There's a lot more gun owners than there used to be. And I know that as far as local politics, they're actually leaning on that concept um, with the idea the, – um, uh, the Delaware Shooting Sports Association, which is kind of like our version, local version of the NRA, uh, is leaning very heavily on going out to all of those new gun owners and saying, you, you just made a purchase. How will you feel when somebody tells you you can't have it anymore? Right. And that's – that's going to be a deal, you know. Now, right now, they're not coming after you know, some guns, and some guns they are. But uh, you know, and and I know the slippery slope crowd is is ready to jump on that, and, and it, to a certain degree, they are correct. Uh, the minute they start coming after stuff, they're going to come after more stuff. That's what they do. Um, that's what they like having. They, you know, the government, generally speaking, wants an unarmed populace. That would be now. That doesn't really work out well, and just because you don't have guns doesn't mean you can't. I mean, the the largest tragedy in American history uh, was done with airplanes and no guns. Oh, absolutely, the uh, so, box cutters. Yeah. Uh, so, like, how you know, sticks are outlawed. You know, whatever. You know, it's it doesn't. 
crime has always been against the law. <laughs> well, and and you know, once again, everybody, um, especially the crowd that wants to propose, pro, pro, I mean English, uh, that wants to uh, be for all of this stuff, is they like to use what's happened in other countries, and I can do the same thing. You know, you look at what's happened in Britain. Uh, no, nobody's allowed to have firearms in Britain, and now they've got a crusade against carrying knives. It's it's always going to be something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the fact is, humans. There are bad humans out there that that want to do violence to others and take advantage of situations. That's always going to be the case. Uh, and the argument against that is, well, at least it won't be lethal, and you know, because guns kill a lot of people. And it's like, mm, statistically, no, not really. But you know, if you look at only gun crime, yes. But look at you know, when you look at those those crimes that are committed, you will find that they are largely in certain areas, largely by yeah. a certain type of populace, and um, those crimes aren't the thing that, that like, uh, all the, the registered gun owners and stuff like that, the, the ones that are doing it correctly and have registered their firearm and taken classes and, and gotten their license and all that aren't the issue. It's all the the unregistered firearms or firearms that have been modified to to do things to, that are that are wildly illegal. Those are your problem, children. You know, I I I have a lot of trouble with the all guns are bad guns policy. I just well, I, I well, can't get there yeah. from here. I just I well I don't I don't even understand the modality. You know, like there's there because there are people in this country who who propose that that is the case yes and i just i can't get there from here uh, well the, the other, and it's a lot of times that um also goes into this is a lot of the lack of education with regards to how they work what they are what they do how to use them how to use them safely um that goes into a lot of it as well because we've even we've joked about it before where you've got somebody trying to make something illegal but it's not what they're actually talking about right and it's kind of like you're you're trying to make policy on something that you don't even grasp what you're the policy that you're making. Right. Uh, it, you know, learn about it first. If you want to learn about something and come out with an actual intelligent argument as to why you think this should not be on the streets, uh, oh, fine, we'll listen to it. But when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about a Barrett 50 caliber and holding an AR, how, how's that supposed to actually work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a lot of misinformation in every quote unquote everybody's an expert you know especially and, and, if you're a politician and and not only that not only is everybody an expert everybody a politician but you also have the people who are proponents i, I figured out my word proponent that's what i was going for um you got people who are proponents of, of gun control who even don't buy their own arguments. I mean, you've got Alyssa Milano out there talking on one side, going about how many guns she owns to protect her family because she feels threatened, and on the other side telling you that uh, going on on how mass will protect max will protect your life more than an AR will. Uh, it's kind of like make up your mind. Which side are you on? Yeah, and and the the really with a lot of those people who who are just looking for platforms. You're you're never going to to have a cohesive argument. I, I I'm happy to have a a gun control uh, discussion with absolutely anybody. 
but the the thing is, by the time you get the the people who are on extreme one sides of the other shouting at the top of their lungs that no one's going to to listen to their point of view uh, because you know the other side is they're talking about the you know the extremists on the other side. You're just like, damn it, we can't we can't have a a decent conversation about this that's well reasoned and and well argued or, or well discussed. Uh, you know, I know our thing is firearms, but that's kind of an issue a lot lately is the fact of how difficult it is to have an intelligent discussion without somebody hearing something that one side says and losing their absolute mind. Uh, and I'll, I'll admit I was I'm, – I'm just as guilty of it to some extent because I was in the car with uh, my wife and she had mentioned that somebody that she knew had watched the thing on Netflix about the Unabomber. And how after like hearing about the Unabomber's manifesto and how the Unabomber may have had a point in my and I just lost my mind. I'm like, really? This is where we're at. The Unabomber <laughs> has a point. Um, it, it, but at the same time, it, it's the same thing. I lost my mind because somebody said something like that versus thinking about it for a second. Now, I don't agree that the Unabomber had a point, but I didn't need to lose my mind over the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, so I. I mean, I I totally get that, and I the problem I have is is I do think that there are some firearms out there that there is no use for in civilian life, you know. I, I it, it, and I but I think the magic question is, and, and it's and it's not an easy one to answer, and everybody's going to have a different answer. Is where do you draw the line? And that's where I think the discussion should come in. Like, get people in the know. Get people who have legitimate reasons why why they don't want that firearm available to people and have them hash it out and figure out what the actual problem is, right? Well, I mean, I, I personally find the line to be somewhat south of rocket launchers, um, but somewhat north of suppressors, which, once again, are below the line here, or excuse me, above the line here, to the point where you're not allowed to have a sound suppressor here. Um, I don't see a reason why not. They actually make uh, shooting much, much more even just physically safe for you. Just you're not going to destroy your ears as much, even if you're using uh, supersonic ammo and still getting the crack. You're you're going to be uh, saving your eardrums. With that said, I think we can all come to an agreement that an average everyday person does not need a rocket launcher. Yeah, or a grenade launcher, or a bazooka, or exactly, you know, any any of those things. In fact, hand grenades in general should just probably be like taken off any list of, and and generally they are. But uh, when, and I think you know the when you when you go back enough, you know, they're like framers of the Constitution and all that kind of thing. Uh, the weapons of war. Uh, were very different back then than they are now. I totally get that argument, you know. Uh, but at the same time, do I think that there is a need for a 50-round, 12-gauge magazine? You know, like there's no, there's no hunting you're going to be doing with that. That's there's <laughs> there is no. <laughs> well, I mean, if and you even go into some of the things that we start talking about having intelligent conversations because if you look at some of those 50-round shotgun, 12-gauge shotgun magazines. You know, even if even if you're on the side of I need to have my weapon to protect me against a rogue government, um, 
dude, the 50 round shotgun shell magazine is not going to be practical for you to carry under those circumstances anyway. Right. Um, so, so that really comes down to the idea of being able to sit down and actually have an intelligent conversation without the emotion, without the politics. Let's figure this out versus um, let's figure out which way the wind is blowing to make as many people as I can right now happy and want to vote for me. Yeah, I mean, and there are situations like a, a Barrett 50, right, is a military-grade weapon, okay? Now, I can see and I have met people who want to shoot over a mile, and they use it for those target type of competitions, and I get it, but at the same time, uh, you know, maybe there could be, and this is, you know, kind of in the middle where people are like, that's ah, a military rifle. It's like, yes, actually it is. Uh, at the same time, they're, you have the same people going, well, I want to shoot over a mile. And, uh, you know, in, in the middle is always where I come back to, which is like, okay, license it and require training, just like you do for a car. But but even then, we got what a lot of people would consider to be backwards. We have the NFA, which will, um, which will perfectly let you have a Barrett, but won't let you have a short-barreled rifle. Right. right. You know, uh, I can shoot somebody with that Barrett so far away if I'm good enough that they will never hear the shot that hit them. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's it's unbelievable what that thing will do. And I can do it while they're sitting behind a cinder block wall. (laughs) And if I use the right kind of bullet, there won't be any evidence left either. Right. So, I mean, that that to me is a lot more scary than a a 50 round 12 gauge magazine. You know, the fact that, you know, some Yahoo can go and pick up shells for this thing, park himself in a building on a hill or whatever and be nigh untouchable. That kind of thing is a lot scarier to me than a short-range shotgun, right? Because as powerful as shotguns are short-range, you get somebody far enough back, and it's just like peppering them with BBs. Uh, it's it's just not that big a deal. So, you know, it's it, – but you can't have those discussions. You, you, you can't. You can't have a reasonable discussion with that. Well, and, and once again, it's coming down to the point where it's difficult having a reasonable discussion at all anymore yeah i mean most even then when it comes to social media not that i spend a lot of time on social media but most of my social media platforms basically say if i post something you disagreed with and you want to have an intelligent conversation with about it i'd love to talk to you with that said if all you're going to do is hate my guts then please move along yeah i mean it's we've gotten to that mentality you know, it's very tribal, it's very clicky, it's very confrontational, very flamey and trolly, and, and we really don't have many places for for discourse or or conversations to happen. Uh, you I, have to be on one side or the other. I had one of the funniest things happen to me on this one, because you know, a lot of times what we run into with the, shall we say, changing of the culture a bit, is with our kids. Sure. Uh, I, I was in the car with my kid, and she was staring in her phone, and just be, to cut out the silence, I turned on the news. And all of a sudden, she pops her head up and says, was that a bullshit answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yes, it was. Looked, I looked at her who and just went, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. You're thinking for yourself. <laughs> and she's just looking at me, obviously, like, dear God, Dad, you're nuts. Just leave me alone. Um, but at the same time... It, 
you don't get a lot of that of just of flat out thinking. I mean, I, I kind of got through to her to some extent recently as we were talking about the, the pronoun issue. Um, and my saying that I, my, my problem was not what pronoun people wish to use to have used for themselves, but the anger that happens if you mess it up. Yeah. Uh, and she was trying to explain to me how, you know, people felt, and I went back to, well, you know, it also does come to a little bit of a change in culture, and she went, yeah. And I went, you know, in, in my day in which if you said, if you got something like that wrong, not to say that that was that particular issue when I was younger, but um, somebody would look at you and say, I didn't appreciate that, in which case it gave you the opportunity to say, I'm sorry, and correct yourself. Or gave you the opportunity to say, oh, you know, fuck you and be an asshole about it. But you had that opportunity. Sure. We're not even giving people that opportunity anymore. We're just assuming everyone's an asshole. Yeah, and kind of everybody is, but there's <laughs> there's there's that. You know. Present company included. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm above that, but but there's there is a lot of that. And with with firearms, especially, it's it's most of it I have I have seen is because of a lack of education on one side or the other, just a complete misinformation type of thing. And then they take that and go seven steps the wrong direction with it. And suddenly you get these weird, absurd arguments that, you know, then lawmakers try to enforce because this is what they've been brought to represent is the truth. And it's just not. And you get things that don't make sense, right? And I realize that they're trying to stop specific situations. I realize that. But when you don't listen to experts and and really examine and and take into account the information that is available to you in a calm and rational way, what you wind up with is weird-ass laws. <laughs> and some of them that don't make sense. Now... Personally, like, like being barefoot in a car in Texas. Yes, you know that's still on the books. It's uh, it's it's just there's there's weird rules about this kind of thing. Uh, but you know, personally, no, I don't think that that the average civilian needs to have an automatic rifle. You know, uh, uh, not semi-automatic, but automatic, like pull the trigger, many bullets fired, right, until it runs dry. I don't think you need that in sporting. In hunting, in defense, I mean, even the military doesn't do that much anymore because they fire three-round bursts because it's more accurate, right? Hell, I don't think I can afford, you know, 50 rounds a second. Not in today, which I want to uh, <laughs> stick a pin in that because I want to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but, but even the military doesn't do that anymore. I don't think there's any real need for it. So, I mean, I agree with that control law. I think that's probably well thought out. There's nothing really... That's meant, I mean, look at Vietnam, millions of rounds expended, nobody died, you know, like, like they're just spraying and praying, right? I agree that there is a large uh, chance for collateral damage and an unnecessary wounding of unintended targets when that comes into play in an urban environment. Absolutely. I, I agree with that one. Now, to certain gun people, and I have talked to them. Right, I know them. That makes me a a posing, you know, backstabber as far as supporting the gun community. They're like, no, you you're either a for it or against it. And I'm like, it doesn't really work that. Way. Like only idiots 
would say all guns are good and not having access to absolutely anything I want to is bad. That's that's just not true. I mean, we're I mean, we're talking about a world in which they make Keltex. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I have trouble with the entirety of of what people are are trying to put. Now, I respect it and I I do love that there are people who are willing to fight for you know, intelligent gun rights and gun owners and, and, and the right to carry in our country, which I still think we need. And I think that many, in fact, most of the weapons that are currently available on the market today are not really a problem in responsible gun owners' hands. However, there's the caveat. Responsible gun owners. It starts with you. Yeah, and it also goes back into even what Dave Chappelle was saying. You know, everybody go out and get a firearm. You really want to change the law and have the law, you know, function in some fashion or form, go register for for a legal firearm. Yeah, everyone get a registered firearm. Now we're going to talk, right? Because all the stupid arguments like we'll just outlaw guns are going to go away. Now we're going to have to address the problem. Exactly. Well, uh, on, on a... A little bit of a, a segue, because one of the things that popped up was the National, well, NFA, National Firearms Act. God, I can't know why my brain went this week. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, we've been ta- I've been joking about, you know, my next project. And sure. I think I, fa- I think I found it. I think I'm going to walk myself through the NFA process, the actual process of having a short-barreled shotgun, because I think I've decided I want to put a stock on my Henry Axe. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, ma- and make it into a little short-barreled shotgun. Well, that's pretty cool. I thought it was a neat idea, but once again, it means I'm going to have to walk through the actual NFA yeah. process because it will need a tax stamp in order to do it. Sure will. So sure will. It, it, and so even then, part of that turned into the, this might be an interesting just intellectual thing to go through the process and be able to talk about it. So Just to see how it works and, and what you have to go through and... And all that kind of thing. And, yeah, not, not only that, it'll be really fucking cool to have that nice little bitty shotgun with a stock on it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I uh, I haven't bought a gun uh, since my Taurus Spectrum. Oh, I I, I got one. Did you? Uh, y- yes, and it, and I haven't had a chance to pick it up yet because I haven't been available when the store's actually been open. Um, but. What I got for myself because I've been looking for something I can just drop into a pocket. Sure. You know, the, the whole, you know, oh, my God, I, you know, I, do I really need to clip something on my belt to go to Walmart? I mean, I'm not going to Walmart on arm. <laughs> Let's just get over that right there. Um, but do I really need to go through, you know, find, you know, my 9mm, clip it to my pants? You know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm wearing shorts, so I'm not doing an ankle holster. I really just would love this, have something I could just drop in my pocket. Um, so what I found was a little... Um, Beretta Tomcat, which is a little 32 ACP. I know exactly the one. Yeah, I have so. almost bought Bona his because uh, he used to have a Tomcat, and he he sold it years and years ago when I was a baby. He was getting out of the service and stuff, and he just needed some money to you know uh, make a go of it. And he sold. Is, is, is that the one he never let you forget that he sold so that he could afford you? Uh, there's two. Yes, that okay. is one of them. The other is a 357 uh, Smith and Wesson. Okay, because from my dad, it's his Camaro that he uh, re- reminds me that he sold his Camaro and had enough money to pay for my birth in Chinese food. Yes. <laughs> my birth in Chinese food. <laughs> it's good to have everything on. Good to lay it out there for me, Dad. 
Uh, yeah, he he did, and he I have almost bought him another Beretta Tomcat. I should I should have done it before two, 2020 because they were cheaper then. Um, I've had the money in my hand for it to to buy to replace his Tomcat several times because he loves a 32 ACP. He loves a 32. It's a, it's a neat little gun. And and honestly, now you could probably find ammunition for it because it's uh, it's a weird round. <laughs> actually, there was the other one that kind of went. Oh wait a minute, they actually have 32 ACP on the shelves in Cabela's. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I got a funny story about that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a neat little gun. It, actually, that's not true. I have bought a gun since I bought my Taurus Spectrum. I got my damn uh, 6.5 Creedmoor in uh, November, early November. You know, I for some reason I thought the history of that was the other way around. <sighs> Man, I yeah yeah. Well, I I was definitely more excited about the Creedmoor because the Spectrum was a, I mean it's a utility pistol. I mean that's that's a carry gun, and it's yeah. it's it's for basically working. You know the Creedmoor is for playing. You know so it's eminently more fun, <laughs> at least to me. Uh, although I do love the Spectrum. I I have I have been converted to a a small 380. It is just a just a wonderful little gun. But uh, speaking of ammunition and ammunition you might find, uh, just for giggles, I went out to uh, just yesterday as this cast is being recorded. So uh, the day after New Year's Day, uh, January 2nd, I guess, I went out to see Cabela's, right? And we have, for, for those of you not in the know, uh, which why would you be, uh, we have the largest Cabela's in the state of Texas, which means the largest Cabela's in the United States here in uh, Fort Worth, uh, which is about a 45-minute drive from me. I have other Cabela's in the area, but this is the largest. And to put it in perspective, you know the racks outside of the the gun room, right, where they put all the crappy long guns, quote-unquote crappy long guns? Yes. Each rack holds about uh, it's like twelve to a side. There's there's double deck, so about forty eight guns, right? Let's call it fifty for easier uh, uh, numbers here. So about fifty guns per rack. Uh, our uh, Cabela's in Fort Worth has uh, two uh, three aisles, two racks each, so about three hundred guns, right? But three hundred long guns that are kind of not it not in the good gun room so yeah, to speak. We, we, we have we have two racks that's it <laughs> hundred guns huh it, and, and they're well they're empty at the moment but yes <laughs> well ours ours normally has six racks so three aisles two racks each right I went in uh, yesterday and they had three racks out and some of them had been picked clean so or had been kind of picked out so less than 150 now the gun room was about half full as well oh our our actual gun the actual well i mean we're, we're talking about the special gun room right right yeah the, the, the library. Gun library yeah yeah no our library is empty to the point where they've literally just put a sign on it that says don't bother <laughs> i mean and that's what it is and, and the stuff in the rack is actual junk I mean, it's because normally at our at our Cabela's before 2020, we had three aisles, right? One aisle was entirely hunting rifles, right? Just all hunting rifles. One aisle was entirely shotguns, and then the 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 last one was like the the weird oddball stuff. So you had some 22 stuff, some AK stuff, or some uh, 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 AR stuff, some 
weird shotguns like 16 gauge and 10 gauge and all you know 28 gauge and stuff like that you know kind of the weird oddball stuff was on the last aisle or stuff that just kind of overflowed that didn't have room for uh that's how our stuff was normally here it was three racks less than 150 guns most of it was all like you could see the savage stickers on them (laughs) right uh, there was a lot, a lot of like um, pardoners, which is the 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 cheap uh, 12 gauge synthetic uh, uh, defense shotguns. I mean, there there was like nothing I would consider pretty, nothing I would consider like a, a lot of savage break open stuff, a lot of savage pump action, a lot of savage rifles. It was a, like a wall, like racks full of slightly used savage, uh, which. Unless you're and, good, at... and and they were happy to have them. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, wow, how fortunes have changed. Now the gun library had some really nice stuff, and it had a really nice Beretta. Had a uh, when I went to go look, I always look. It's been there for years since I've been going to that Cabela's. There is a Browning Satori that is engraved and has gold leaf on it, and has a beautifully uh, burled walnut stock on it it's got all kinds of carving in it i mean it's the 3200 gun it has been there for years you know when i go and check on it it's salivate over it every time i go so i go in there and i'm looking at it and everything and i i wanted to see i had to i had to see how long it would take before some jack wagon asked the question Right. So I hung around in the gun area for almost a half hour. I was getting really proud of us for a minute there. And I know, you know, what question it is. Um, I was getting super proud of us. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we've we've transcended past the the morons. And and we're now into people have know what's going on. It took 20 to almost 30 minutes to hear the question out of the corner of my ear. Right. (laughs) Hey, uh. You guys got any nine millimeter in the back? God damn it! Like I thought for just a minute, just a minute, like the morons had finally been educated to the point where, you know, we wouldn't have to to, to go through this, you know, and and uh, no, no, the the ammo shortage is still ongoing, and it's really kind of pissing me off because the, there is no ammo. In my Cabela's, like there's some steel birdshot and a couple of rounds of rifle rounds that nobody freaking uses and some uh, 45 birdshot. That's it, right? Everything else is taken over by like tackle boxes and and foam ducks and anything else that they can put to spacers. if you want to store ammo, they got plenty of boxes for you. Oh, yeah. Like cases and all that kind of stuff. But if you're looking for ammo to put in it. No. You are out of luck. You're out of luck. I mean, there's nothing. There was nothing. I mean, not even clay rounds. Nothing, nothing uh, left in Cabela's other than some a little bit of birdshot steel or uh, steel birdshot. And I'm just like, yeah, this is this is where we are now. That being said, the Fort Worth Gun Show uh, at the time of this recording is going on as we speak, and I did stop by. Yesterday, uh, on my way back from Cabela's, because of course both of them are in Fort Worth, because uh, I wanted to, I, I was curious. I'm like, I, I wonder how bad it is, right? So I stood in line for a little while. Uh, this is after 
Uh, it opened, uh, I think I cruised in at like 2 o'clock. It wasn't too bad. I didn't stand in line for too long. I got in, and of course, there's ammunition everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. However, a box of 9mm is 50 bucks. A, now even 380 is not that bad. Even 380 is like $35, $40 a box, right? Uh, 9mm is just... And I, I, I think it's stupid. First of all, let me just say, we need to stop buying ammunition at these prices. Stop buying 9mm. Stop! <laughs> just stop! You don't need it right now. You're, all you're doing is stocking up and telling them that you're willing to pay more for it. That's all you're doing, right? You're not going to get... Like, there's... It's not gonna. They're not gonna take the brakes off of this anytime I mean, soon. But but even then, at that price, is even if I stock up, I'm not willing to shoot it. Right. So stop buying it. You're not gonna use it, and you have enough to defend yourself. Stop. Okay. You know how long it's gonna take. The longer this goes on, the longer it's gonna take for ammunition prices to come back down which they're not going to do anytime in the next year if jack wagons keep buying it up like it's like it's water in the desert, you know? It's just it's very frustrating uh to to see it happen like this cuz people are insane. Now, I do think that when um people like the all the lockdowns and the vaccines come out and all that kind of stuff, people will stop hoarding and stop doing the um you know, the, the panic gun buying. I do think that will slow down a great deal uh, when people are, are no longer doing that. And that'll be kind of well, a demarcation I mean, line. But it, it, it is actually slowing down a bit. Um, the manufacturers still haven't figured out how to keep up, and a lot of that is coming down to finding uh, uh, manufacturing resources and supplies uh, and how to – materials. That's what sure. I'm doing. Um, but – a lot of the actual panic buying is, in fact, slowing down. Um, in fact, because a lot of the people who understand what they're looking at are starting to look at things and go, shit, I'm not paying that price for that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's no longer to the point where you can't find the Glock. Oh, no, they're all over now. Yeah. Um, but it's still a good bit higher than what was normal what kind of needs to get started back up again is the ability to manufacture things yeah so um once that happens what you're going to find is that as things become more prevalent the moment you can actually walk back into cabela's and see nine millimeter on the shelf and actually make a choice over whether or not you're going to buy the 50 dollar box or the 20 dollar box is the moment that all of that pricing is going down um, you know, right now it's if you go to Cabela's and there is nine millimeter and they want a hundred dollars for a box, it's either that or nothing. Yeah. So the, the the fact once there's competition again, that'll actually change. Oh, I think so. Uh, I just think we're we're at least a year out from that. Oh yeah. And what's what's driving people? What's driving me crazy right now is. People are buying things that they don't need or don't want just because it's all that's available. And I, I just it just drives me crazy because and I understand the vendors are taking advantage of it because they're vendors and that's what they do. That's their livelihood. And if they can sell a box of ammunition for fifty, sixty dollars a box or a a firearm that used to be three hundred for six hundred, um they're going to. Because they can get it. 
and people will and if you don't want to pay it the guy behind you happily will oh yeah so i i i'm not particularly mad at them because they're just supplying a strong demand and and the prices are are that way accordingly what i'm pissed at is us as a as a populace losing our damn minds I need a gun, I need a gun, I need a gun. What kind of gun? Any kind of gun. Well, no, that's kind of stupid. No, 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 you don't. Uh, no, you do. <laughs> do you I even mean, know what it, that does? <laughs> I, I mean, it's that and toilet paper. Yeah, it's it's that. I mean, toilet paper, we did that to ourselves. There was no reason for that. There's no, there was no, like, we did that to ourselves. We psyched ourselves out. <laughs> we We caused our own problem with that. There was no shortage. There was a bunch of assholes who heard because, you know, they they listened to the right podcast or their preppers or whatever it is that decided that they would go out to Sam's Club and and everywhere else and buy 7,000 rolls of toilet paper so that they could be ready for the apocalypse. And the rest of us, and we were joking about this on another cast I do. And and for the the record, preppers, that's not what they meant by protect your ass. (laughs) Nice. Nicely done. (laughs) <laughs> sorry had to but and we were talking about this on another cast i do um the you know we some people met the the quote-unquote uh apocalypse when the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff started happening you know ready for the zombie apocalypse they were ready for hordes in in some cities that did happen right like there was there was gangs and there was there was rioting and there was people breaking into people's houses trying to take them over there was the, there was ex- excuse me that was a peaceful protest shit <laughs> was on fire man they they started petitioning you know or started like uh, uh rioting on people's houses because they wanted them because they were the wrong color for living there i mean this is this is scary stuff you know i mean you saw all the stuff that happened at the height of this although i still think a lot of that's going on they're just not televising it um or at least a a big chunk of that's still going on well well yes but how are we to know that our overlords are taking care of us if they don't show us exactly exactly um but i mean they they had people who were i mean there were firefights in the street i mean they they had a a city that tried to secede from the union and were busted because they they couldn't deal without delivery pizza i mean this is these are super well thought out plans hey papa john's is a right (laughs) with electricity and water and pizza i think it says that in the constitution i'm almost positive pizza Uh, and free health care damn it (laughs) exactly (laughs) <laughs> didn't understand why emergency response wouldn't go in that area when you just shoot them. Yeah, we're not going down there. Yeah, they uh, they shoot people. <laughs> we're upset that nine one one didn't respond. And, and and if I shoot back, it's my fault. Yeah, you know, a uh, guy got arrested for having a shotgun in his house. You know, got got arrested for brandishing with a shotgun in his house when people were actively rioting on on his property. So I mean, there there was all I I get the reason for the panic gun buying totally get it most of us many if not most of us rode out the the lockdown in pajama pants um eating microwave pizza and drinking alcohol <laughs> like well this, i'm ready for the apocalypse let's go <laughs> you know um but 
but I, I, I mean, but we had guns, you know. A lot of us already were prepared for that kind of stuff because we already had education, we already had firearms, we already had training, we were ready for that. But the the buying now, which I, I really do hope it is slowing down because that'll, that'll be good. Maybe manufacturing can catch up. You can get, like you're saying, you can get a Glock. You can get the the firearms that you want. I have I have seen no whoa, problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't I don't want a Glock. <laughs> I'm talking about the proverbial you. Okay, because uh, we're talking about the firearms that I want. They are coming, but they're not available yet, much to my chagrin. Right. You can you can one can. How's that? Is that better? One can get a Sig. One can get a Glock. Oh, those are tough to come by. Uh, well, probably not the Sig you want. But you can get a sick. That, no, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the the good ones that you and I would want, like, ah, oh, that's a nice gun. <laughs> you can't have one of those. Um, now, I have found that there was not, nor has there been a shortage for anything over two grand. Uh, surprise, in a, surprise. Yeah, in a pistol. Like, if you want a Nighthawk, you can have a Nighthawk today. Like, right now, you can have your choice between three or four of them that are in your local gun shop. I, I, I do have to admit that CZ Shadow is really pretty. <laughs> but 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 even then, when we start talking about, like, for example, you and I, we, we've had that conversation. Part of the reason why I've had trouble in figuring out where to go next is uh, for two reasons. First of all, where I actually really want to go next isn't available quite yet. It will be, but it's not available quite yet. The other part about it is is that to step up from what I've already done, I need to start spending thousands of dollars, which I'm not willing to do. Yeah, and that's kind of my problem as well. I will, I'll build myself into, like, I'm really good at taking a $100 shotgun and making it a $400 shotgun or a $300 shotgun or something or a six or, you know, like a three, $400 shotgun and make it an $800 shotgun. I can do that. It is no problem for me. I've done it many times and I've built myself into some really cool guns. Um, I mean, but the, the problem here is the same Browning, uh, uh, Silver Hunter that I purchased for a couple hundred bucks and then kind of refit and redid and ordered some parts for it, all that kind of stuff, and wound up with a nice $400, $500 shotgun is now on retail for like 1100 bucks, And you're just like, holy crap, that's more than doubled. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I would never... So the stuff that... The mid-grade and, and low-grade stuff, quote-unquote low-grade, kind of entry-level to mid-grade stuff, is all wildly more expensive. But I don't need any of that. What I, like you, what I want is, is like, the things that interest me now is a really cool 1911 to play with, right? Yeah. Like, like, a, like one I could build my way into and spend some money and, and make some really cool things. And you know, wind up with a really nice gun. Well, they're still around, but they're wildly, like any of the mid-grade stuff that I would build to, to make nicer parts or order nicer parts for and all that, it's just way too expensive now. I, I don't I don't know what you're going to find it for down there. Up here, you're going to, at best, you're going to find that about 1500 bucks. Yeah. Now, if you're willing to go, for example, to Rock Island um, and, and purchase one of theirs and then maybe upgrade it to, you know, as time goes on with pieces and parts, you might be able to find one of those for five or six hundred bucks. I found but... a really, really nice Smith next to a really, really nice Nighthawk. The Nighthawk was thirty one hundred dollars. 
the Smith was 1900. 1900 for a freaking Smith 1911. Though I'm pretty stinking sure I can find you a pretty good deal on a Colt 1911. There's just one problem. How, how much of a fan of Donald Trump are you? <laughs> no, I'm not having a Trump gun. <laughs> I'm not having one of the Trump guns. I'm not doing that. Are you sure? They come in silver and gold. Look, I'm a, I'm a, no. <laughs> Although gold is neat, but no. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know I like those blingy ones. Oh, but, well, you know, the worst part about it is I also know what went through your head. I wonder if I what, could carve what, off of that. Exactly. I mean, how much buffing would it take? How much? How much carving would it take? Does it have enough mill, you know, mills in between there that I could carve something else on top of that? It's sort of like fixing a tattoo with another tattoo. I wonder if I could do that. Um, but is that laser engraved or how? You know. But the the problem for me would be that now my rifle project which i'd kind of put on hold for the holidays and everything like that um i'm gonna get a nice boyd stock i i have a wonderful scope that's already coming uh that that are going to make my nice you know little 300 dollar uh uh creedmoor into about a thousand dollar rifle you know i will have a fully adjustable thumb hole stock i will have a you know thousand dollar scope on it which i did not pay a thousand dollars for do not freak out people who think i'm cheap i am i didn't pay that for it i traded for it uh but i will have all those things and i will build a wonderful little 6.5 creedmoor that i could shoot a thousand yards with i still need to learn to do that by the way i haven't you know creedmoor is, is used to be you could find creedmoor anywhere you still can it's just getting pricier now because people are like crap creedmoor's available let's buy that i'm like damn it uh, but well, that, that's actually what's happened with a lot of this stuff is you start seeing the um, what's available. Therefore, I'll buy that gun. Right. Right. Now, I did that about two, three months before people really started picking up on that. So I got, you know, four or five hundred rounds of of Creedmoor in the closet. But now, like like you were saying earlier, I'm hesitant to shoot it because I don't think I can replace it for what I paid for it. You know, and I was paying like twenty five, thirty dollars a box before. And, uh, and when you consider the fact that most rifle rounds come in a box of twenty versus fifty as pistol rounds, right? Um, that's you know, that's not a, over a dollar a shot. You spend a dollar every time you pull the trigger, right? You know, which I'd be fine with. I I honestly would because I'm, I'm probably not going to shoot. You know, I'm never going to be a competitive shooter. I just think it'd be fun to build a rifle. And learn to shoot it at distance because I've never done that, and I'm willing to pay a little bit to do it, right? I I don't have a problem with that. I'll pay for the ammunition to learn to do that, and you know, kind of keep my skills a little bit sharp. That's you know, a box a month or something. You know, that's not a big deal. A couple boxes a month, whatever. Uh, that's not a big deal. At you know, twenty thirty dollars a box. At seventy, which is what they were at the gun show, and I'm like, you can kiss my hairy butt there is no way i am paying that for creedmoor or, or as they as delarie said kiss my entire ass <laughs> yeah. i am God not miss that woman <laughs> exactly i'm not doing that um God, what's the other quote? Not on the left, not on the left side, not on the right side, right, <laughs> right in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's there, – I, I know that quote. What was, it was, I know it's from Ski something. I just can't, I can't remember which I one it was. I cannot remember. I can remember the quote. I can remember the scene. I just can't remember the damn movie. That uh, might have been hot. That might have been hot dog. Might have been. I don't remember. Somebody will know. We, like, we got geeks <laughs> listening to this show. It's, it's, somebody will know. Uh, but I I just – I can't get there from here, you know? I have two builds I want to finish. You know, I'll finish my rifle build. That'll probably happen first quarter next year if everything goes well. Uh, but my next one after that is a 1911. I really, I, I really want in 45, right? I, I really, I love the idea of that. I love the idea of having one. I've never had one before. I've seen kind of what bad 1911 builds are, and and like the oh, there, there's plenty of those yeah i mean there's there's plenty of those and I, I i don't want like the short ones i don't want the 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 really thick ones i don't i, I don't want i want like a government model style right thin long you know longish barrel uh uh kind of utilitarian but but upgraded parts you know and I'll, and then i'll make it pretty uh that's i i i love the idea of doing that just so I have one, right? That that fires right. Like I have my uh, my brother, uh, as as I have mentioned, bought a Kimber, nineteen uh, eleven style. How many times is it jammed? Uh, more than once. More than once. Uh, it's it, it's a Kimber. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of do. beautiful gun. Uh, normally I find this one particularly ugly. Um, and it's fat and it's heavy but not weighted correctly and it's got a short barrel and it's got this big red dot on the top of it that he uses to cock the fucking gun which just drives me crazy i'm like don't put your fingers into the optical okay um i mean he and it's and it doesn't shoot for me it doesn't shoot right like a 45 and it's a nine millimeter which is another thing right so it's a nine millimeter it's short it's too heavy the balance is wrong it's got a giant sight on top of it which is all smeared and it's got fingerprints on it. it's just i i hate it um sorry scott uh there's is he listening i i sincerely hope not <laughs> but uh there's there I mean, he's got other beautiful guns i mean he's he's he my brother collects pistols like i collect shotguns he he loves pistols and he loves shooting them uh, and and now he's down to buying 22s. Uh, he just bought a uh, a Ruger Mark IV and modded the entire thing. I I swear to God, the only thing left it, stock on that is the barrel. It, it's amazing how much uh, money you can spend on one of those 22s. Holy crap! I could have bought a 357, like a, like an honest to God Smith 357 for what he's paid for this 22 and all the mods on it. New, like out of the box, never been shot before. Jeez, like, I mean, like, man. He goes, well, you know, I can't shoot nine millimeter anymore. That gets expensive. I'm like, yeah, you think? So I just, I bought this Ruger, and I, I swear the kid has like seven hundred bucks into this Ruger. I mean, he had it recoded. He had the internals swapped. He's got, he's got a threaded barrel. He had the grips custom made. Well, I made the custom grips for him, but um, which burned up my checking tools. Thank you. Um, Okay, well then, then, then I'm, I'll refrain what I was about to say. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't carve him. I checked him. Uh, but he wanted he wanted a ninety percent check on on all these grips, and I'm like, okay, cool. At what you know what does and he wanted it on a twenty two, and I'm like, God, I'm gonna have to get a magnifying hood just to 
just to check these things. It took like three weeks. This is back in, I don't know, September. And, uh, you know, I burned up all my checking, you know, my, my small little check tool and everything like that, which I cannot, apparently cannot get from the same place again. Uh, so, I mean, he spent a lot, a lot on this, tw- on this 22, this Ruger 22, because he's, he's short on nine millimeter, right? Which he's got, I don't know, seven, eight, nine millimeters. Uh, if you count his wife's guns, probably 10 or 12. Although his wife likes shoot uh, 380. And which I, I'm the last one to throw stones. I have, I am sitting on top of 20 shotguns right now, like right now in various states of repair <laughs> and, and modding and restore restoration. I'm sitting on top of 20 shotguns. Like, I, I'm actually curious if I get the, if I've managed to put a stock on this little, uh, Henry short barrel, you know, shotgun, whether or not I can actually hit skeet with it. Oh, actually, uh, we shoot, uh, we shoot clays with, uh, 18 inch barrels all the time and it makes no as far as we can tell it makes little to no difference so okay because this this will be a 16 inch by the time it's, yeah, it's all set you, you can now 410 is hard to shoot skeet with because there's just yeah, not that, as many pellets yeah that, that was kind of where i was going with that but the the length of the barrel won't make a damn bit of difference i mean you can shoot skeet with a 12 inch I mean, we've shot and hit clays with my bond arms defender uh, our snake, snake slayer, snake, snake slayer. Uh, we've hit skeet. Uh, oh, snake slayer. have you, have you tried your brother's judge on skeet? <laughs> of course we did, man. That's the first thing we did. <laughs> of course we did. Did it work? I mean, yeah. Did no, it with it? Um, it took us, we were one for 10, but we did get the one. <laughs> we did get the one. It took us, we had to reload to get it. We, we got it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just such a short barrel and they spread so much. It's more like luck. I mean, your, your, your pattern is so huge and the holes between it, you know, the clay can fly right through them because you're just, you're dealing with four tenths. It's hard. Uh, in a short barrel, the dispersal is, is a little bit much. You got to be right up on it. Um, now you could hand throw ski, like just take them in your hand and flip them like a Frisbee. You can hit it every time, but if they come out of a thrower, you're really going to have to be on it and lucky to hit skeet with a pistol, with a with a 410 pistol. But it can't be done. We've done it. We have done it. Um, I think with the Snake Slayer, it took us like two boxes uh, of 410 to uh, to get it. And my hand had blisters all over it because, I mean, anytime you're shooting, I, I, you have you had or have a Bond Arms, correct? Um, yes. I don't know if and, I fa- and I found it hilarious because mine was a nine millimeter. It was I, the, the when I went to test it out, um, I came out of the, um, uh, the the indoor range with my silhouette and showed it to the guy. And he went, wow, that's pretty good, because I had one shot that was dead center in the forehead and another shot that uh, hit probably just lower belly right above the nuts. And I said, yeah, that was awesome. The only problem is I was aiming center mass. <laughs> It takes a little bit of work to figure out how to shoot a Bond Arms. Now, I have the, the 45 410 Snake Slayer. Uh, it's yeah. got the, the four-inch barrel. Um, it's a little bit more accurate than that, but then again, you've got 45 coming out of it. So Or 410, which kicks like a damn mule. And, you know, your wrist is okay because you can lock your wrist, right? But your hand just holding on to it 
hurts. I mean, it, it really does pinch you pretty good just holding on to it. So when we went through a box, uh, two boxes of 410 with this thing, with me and Buona trying to hit, uh, having two rounds each and swapping. So each one of us went through basically a box of 410 to try and hit skeet. We were one for 50. I mean, that's that's how hard it is. Uh, coming out of a thrower, we were one for 50 with the Bondarm Snake Slayer. Uh, it's, I, I, I'm thinking I might be able to do a little better with a 16-inch barrel. Just a little. Oh, no, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. Uh, it's it's much easier. Um, now, we can shoot skeet with a 410. We have a beautiful, uh, we bought it for Kayla. Uh, we have a beautiful little uh, 410 break open that uh, we got her for her first shotgun because we were like, okay, she wants to shoot. She wants a shotgun. She doesn't, she's not put off. I mean, she likes her 22, but we she wants to shoot a shotgun like us. She wants shells, and now she's a little small for a 20-gauge. It's a little too heavy for her. She's 10 years old. I mean, she's big for a 10-year-old, but she's 10 years old, and it's just not, she's not there yet. Uh, so what we did is, is we went to, and I talked a little bit about this. We went to a gun show and got a Yildiz, uh, one of those Russian bastards, you know, made in turkeys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> imported from Russia, you know, it's, it's, uh, but it's a Turkish made gun. So it's, I, I happen to like Turkey, Turkish guns. Actually, the Turks make some excellent, they fire make arms. excellent fire. I have not had, you know what? I have had less problem with Turkish guns than I have with some American guns. I've had more problems with some Remington's and some Mossberg, uh, rifles than I have ever, ever have had with a Turkish made firearm ever. They make fantastic guns. Uh, not all of them, but the ones I've had my hands on have been of excellent quality and, and workmanship. Uh, but her little Yildiz, which is a 410, uh, 20, I want to say it's a 26-inch barrel. Uh, a beautiful little that's, 410. That's a long barrel for, uh, for I mean, she's what, 10? Yeah, it, it weighs nothing. Nothing. She can swing huh? that thing all day. It weighs nothing. It's super thin because it's a 410. It doesn't have to have a big reinforcement or big thick stuff. Now, it's thick on the back end where the chamber is. But but going forward, it's light. She can swing it all over everywhere. It's a little uh, a backpack gun, so you can fold it all the way in half. Uh, it, it's it's perfect, right? We were snapping up clays like crazy with it because it's, I mean, if you're on and, and they're concentrated enough, it doesn't matter what you're shooting. If you're shooting seven and a halfs out of it or, or even eights, you're going to bust clays. Uh, if you're on, you're on, uh, if the barrel's long enough. Uh, but, you know, coming out of the snake slayer of a four-inch barrel, it's it's a little tougher. A uh, <laughs> little tougher. But we were busting clays with it, no problem with a 410. I mean, it's not hard. Uh, as, long as, you're, as long as you're on the clay and you're moving in with the speed, it's fine. Uh, pistols, not so much. Uh, the, the, it's not... <laughs> Really, that's uh, no, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd well, love to I mean, see what it I, does. I've sent you a couple of videos on um, Instagram, I think. I mean, I, I love the ones where you've got some uh, some lady wearing a tiny little skirt and her high heels, and she manages to kick up a a, a clay like it's a soccer ball and take the shotgun from over her shoulder. And yeah, in six inch platform heels. Exactly. Or does the splits put the gun over her shoulder so she's got no eye on it and bust two clays with it? It's very depressing. Like, it it will emasculate <laughs> you very fast. 
I mean, it's one thing when Dude Perfect does it, but it's another thing when you see this, like, obviously 17-year-old girl in a formal dress just be like, yeah, watch this shit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, like, you, it's fun. Like, and, and that's the part I think gets lost, right, in all this talk of, of defense and panic buying and all that kind of stuff. This can be fun. It's fun to play. I mean, yes, a lot of people have guns that, that are carry guns. And they're they're built to be utility and a tool and a self defense mechanism. But the the thing that gets me excited about firearms is the fun part, right? Let's like let's go blow up some stuff. Let's see if we can split this clay with this piece of you know whatever it is, you know. Or let's let's see what the smallest round I can bust this is, or how far it'll go, or or you know can you hit a you know can you take a slug out of a a twenty gauge shotgun with a a 22 inch barrel and hit a coke can 100 yards away you know uh the answer is uh yes but it's very expensive because it takes several times (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd rather use the 45 yeah you know what but but play you know have fun that's the that's the part i think a lot of people are missing that's the component i think a lot of people are missing is firearms don't always have to be lethal you know uh, they can they can be used for fun. They can be used for target. They can be used for sport. You know, or or go hunting. You know, if that's your thing, go hunting. But I, it, it, not my thing. But go hunting. It's it, there's great stuff going on. Um, I did take a shot at a fucking turkey. Uh, the, <laughs> very recently, because I'm like, this is I explained that on cast. I'm like, uh, you know, there's there's fun to be had. And it doesn't always have to be this this serious discussion uh, that, you know, matters of life and death. It doesn't always have to be that. And I think that gets lost, which is a damn shame because firearms are fun. They should be fun. You know, oh, hell yes, they are. Uh, they, they, they're things of beauty. They're things of, of mechanical engineering. Uh, which is, I always found fascinating. I always loved the mechanicalness of guns. I think Indian Larry uh, said that best. He, he said it about motorcycles, but he's like, I love the mechanicalness of them. I love, you know, seeing how they work and the tolerances and the, the materials and all that stuff. That's fascinating to me, the engineering that goes into them. Uh, it's, it, this can be fun, and it should be. And it should, like, I really wish people had more education about it and more, um, you know, willingness to look at different scenarios and different functions with them, because I think you'd have a good time. I really do. Uh, but that's... Well, it even goes back, I mean, this probably is the same thing that you've been saying. We're talking about, you know, the people who are panic buying. You know, I talked about it a couple of times with people who I try to suggest that they could have fun with their purchase. And they're like, no, 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 this is not for fun. Why not? Uh, like, okay, I no, I understand that you're a little bit nervous at the moment, a little bit scared, but take it to the range and start to use it. You might, you might, actually find it entertaining. Yeah, my brother calls it percussion therapy. You know, because it's hard to be, it's hard to be mad. <laughs> I like, I, I like the people who call it aromatherapy. Oh man, uh, if it's been a while, the first thing I'll do is pop open the chamber. Of, of whatever shotgun I'm shooting and just sniff really hard after I've fired a couple rounds out of it because it's just nothing that replaces that smell. There really isn't. 
Oh, you're just like, oh, not yeah. Even, not, even, not even close. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love that smell. <laughs> you do. I, I don't know if it's just a dude thing or what it is, but I, I love it. I, I really do. And I, I wish more people were comfortable enough with their purchases to experience it or, or really use them. Uh, it's it's very sad to me that, that there are people out there who just put their guns in a drawer and hope to God they never have to touch them. Like, what? Yeah. I, 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 mean, I mean, because the same people are also wondering, you know, you'll, you'll ask them, they don't even know where the gun is in their in their home, whether or not it's loaded or not, or, or what. Yeah, yeah. And if they were, you know, they don't do drills, they don't do practice, they don't, you know, do any of those things that would make it accessible and, and really able to to provide the protection for which it was bought. Uh, and, and you're just like, why did you buy that? If you don't intend to, is it, was it just to make yourself feel better? Because just having it doesn't help you, doesn't save you at all. It's it's having it, knowing how to use it, having it actually like a... Um, you know, I started putting one in the chamber of my carry gun. Well, yeah, because if you actually have to use it, you're not going to be able to draw it and rack it in enough time to... No, out at the ranch, I don't, because anything that, that comes at you there that you're going to need to do, like if a hog comes at you or something like that, you're going to have time. It's There's enough between you and whatever brush you're standing next to or, or away from that you're going to be able to go, huh. That hog's going to try and kill. Oh, yeah, here he comes. Hold on. All right. <laughs> Chief, are you sure? Bang. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, you're going to have that kind of time. Uh, yeah, but you're also not using your 380 for that. No, no. Actually, I use my bond arms for that um, or, you know, a, a 44 lever action. That'll stop that. I have found that that stops them great. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. A hawk at 35, 40 yards and a 44 going through his head. That's, um, he's going to stop. He's not even going to take any steps after that. He's just going to go plunk. You know? <laughs> I, 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 I've got one with a really cheap red dot on the top of it. I'm sure it'll work beautifully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, although we don't see as much anymore out there because they've they've had several you know they're starting to clear the land and they're you know they've had several hog hunting parties uh, that go out there hog hunts out there and they've they've cleared like all the aggressive ones are all gone so I mean I I just carry it on my hip now from for you know just in cases but I I don't actually. yeah man I was hoping to come down there and get barbecue oh no we can I, we know where they are I mean if you want one we can get one. <laughs> It just won't be those 400, 500-pound Tuskers, man. It'll be like a 200-pound hog. It's also not the adrenaline of it coming at you. No, no. That I can do without. Uh, you're like, oh, God, if I miss, he's going to kill me. <laughs> that I can do without. Or my father or somebody else with us. Like that's That I can do without. Uh, but... You know, just finding hogs, man. I mean, that's that's not hard to do in Texas, especially Texas brush country. Uh, you can you can find hogs if you need to. It's uh, uh, what they were trying to clear out is the aggressive ones, the really like in in and the the very aggressive big territorial ones. You probably need to get rid of because they're a danger. Uh, they really are. Yeah. Um, they can gore you to death. <laughs> 
once they get you on the ground, because their favorite tactic is to to slice your your leg and just hamstring you so you can't run because you know they're not particularly quick, although they're quicker than you think over ground. Um, once they hamstring you, you you're, oh shit, you're that sh- guy's moving fast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Once they hamstring you, you're done because they can pretty much trample you or gore you or whatever because now you're down at their level and you've fallen down. Um, yeah, those those are a problem. Those are where you hear you know stories in Texas of of woman or guy or whatever person mauled to death or killed by a, a wild boar. That's that's what's happened. They've hamstrung them and then just just murderized them uh, after that. Now in where we are, um, where we normally shoot and all that kind of stuff, we've really kind of cleared the area. So there's there's 40 yards in every direction or 50 yards in every direction of open field, and they can't hide in that. <laughs> Like, if they want to make a run of it, you're going to have multiple shooters on target <laughs> because you got time. I'll be like the uh, the guy in the church in, in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> I guess you just chose today is a good day to die. <laughs> you know? uh, or like the turkey that popped out of the brush. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you insane. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready. You know, uh, it's I'm coming. Uh, but there, I really wish, you know, I know we've been going on for a little while, but I just really wish people would take an interest in shooting for fun because it's fun. It is. Well, well, I mean, it all comes with a lot of hopes that people have for the new year. It's 2021 now. 2020 is over. Hopefully, I, you know, I, I've got an educated guess that come February that the, the world is going to start at least heading in the direction of what some people might suggest to be normal. Hoping so. Uh, that would be a, a great uh, a step in the right direction, although I don't think it will affect firearms immediately. Uh, I think it'll be a good six months before firearms start to normalize, and I think it'll be a year or two before ammunition does, to be honest. Uh, I can't. I actually can't argue with that. Uh, I just Just because of the way things are. Uh, and the way people react. Uh, hey, you got any 9mm in the back? You dumbass. <laughs> Hasn't been any 9mm in the back for close to a year. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, the, 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 the store I work at has just enough to the point to, the, to if we sell somebody a 9mm firearm, it's not a club. Right. Um, Here's and, a and box re- or two. And that's really it. If you just come in asking for 9mm, the answer is we don't have any. If you buy a 9mm firearm, we will sell you some. That's that's at least good. I mean, that's that's where you need to be. Uh, Cabela's doesn't even do that. You know, you could buy a 9mm firearm, and they'll be like, you got any bullets for it? And they're like, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but wait a minute. This is the one you recommended that I would you'd do the best with. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Yeah, it's a great firearm. We love it. But But there's no ammo. That's a problem. That's that's a pro- now it's your problem. <laughs> you know? uh, gun shows in town. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it, I I am surprised. I, I, although I do love all the guys who are like, oh, I got my plan. Everything shoots the same caliber. Right. Well, well, I, well, I, I admit I am hoping that come sometime over the next few months as things die down and maybe the world goes at least close back to normal that maybe I get to come down and see one of your gun shows. So. Oh, hell yeah. You're going to love it. It is more guns in the same room than you have ever seen in your entire life. 
I'm actually not doubting that statement in the least. <laughs> I mean, they're probably, I don't know. I'm going to take a wild guess and say 50, 60,000 guns under one roof. Some of them. Well, I mean, we've compared pictures. You know, you've seen mine, my picture of 30 tables and depressing versus your 1200 uh, tables. <laughs> You know, opening the door and screaming by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you stand on one side of, of uh, one of the larger gun shows here, you cannot see the other side. <laughs> That's... Well, I mean, I mean we, we've joked about the contrast. I mean, yours happen in convention centers. Mine happens in the Shriners Temple. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, that, that, that is a thing. Uh, but it's, you know, and it's great. And there's, they're, they're, they've canceled a lot of the small ones here. Uh, we used to have a lot of little, I say little, I mean, little, a little gun show here, <laughs> 600 tables. Uh, but uh, the they've canceled a lot of the smaller ones and the bigger ones are just getting bigger. I think uh, the Dallas gun show, which is now taken in Texas, it's bigger than the Fort Worth. Uh, in Texas, it is now 1600 tables, I think. Last, the last one was. So, I mean, it's, it was... It was the largest gun show in Texas uh, the last two times it has been it has been carried out. There is a three-hour well, standing line. Well, I mean, I know at some point you're going to be looking at me going, okay, no, 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 we're only a few tables in. Are you sure that you is sure the one you want? That no, no, one. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 if you're sure, it won't be here when we get back. Yeah, no, that's however, true. Yeah. However, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, that does happen. That happens. Uh, you know, the the worst thing in the world that I do, and I do this and it pisses Blana off all the time, is I'll blow my wad early and just walk around the show with it. And and it proves that the the one Blana was looking for, that he, he all right, I've got it down to three, you know, and I'm going to go look at these tables, and then, like, two of them are gone by the time he goes to look at them again. <laughs> Be like, yep, should have gone early. Shut up. Just, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Because I'm that guy. I will if I see a gun that I want and I have the money or I think I can get the money for it or something like that. I'll just buy it sight. You just right there, just right there, and I'll carry it around the show with me. <laughs> I don't care. It's like yep, I'll just carry it. It's fine. I've walked around with three shotguns on my shoulder in a show before. I mean, just and he's like, are you sure you don't want to leave? I'm like, nope, I'm just fine. You know, by the time we get to the end, he's like, are you sure there's not anything else you want to pick up while we're here? And I'm like, I don't know. We've got two two rows left. You might find something. Just suck it. I don't want to hear it. Because <laughs> it is. It's true. And in, in a show like that, with that many people coming, especially in the last year, um, if you see it, you have the money and you want it, you better pick it up because it's not going to be there. I, I bet you table placement is actually like some of the people they they actually fight over for those. You know, they had a system. They used to have a system. They don't do this anymore. Um, but they used to have a system where uh, every every table, uh, they issued coupons. And every table that turned in coupons next time got preferential treatment, right? Because that's that's obviously places where people are spending their money. So you got preferential treatment next time by how many coupons you turned in this time. And, you know, so the, the people who sell a lot of guns and move a lot of product, no matter what that product was, whether it was knives or holsters or archery or, or whatever it was, guns, whatever, uh, you got preferential table treatment by how many coupons you turned in. 
And it worked really well for a number of years until last year where they stopped giving out coupons because they didn't have to. Right. If you wanted to get in the gun show, fuck you. Pay it like everybody else. You want preferential treatment? Pay twice as much for your table. Screw you. You know, because they did it because they could just like the vendors. They could. And oh, yeah, that's that's what happens. You, you want a table by the front door? OK, it's going to cost you twice as much. Have a good day, chief. <laughs> and that's just kind of what they did. Uh, but, yeah, it's. The, the people were like right by the entrance or, or right to the side of the entrance or whatever it is, I, that's, I mean, they, they just move more guns. They just do because you're right there. You have your money, your display, you know, and they always do the like the red tablecloths there so the, the guns pop on top of them and stuff. I mean, it's, it's all a science, you know, but it, it, it does happen. It does happen. And I go, ooh, look at that. You know? But that's never my table. Like my table's the the guy who's like around the center or around the side, close to the back, near the exit, who's got like a bunch of crap loaded on a table and, and guns on top of other guns and you know uh, uh, you know a rickety rack that looks like it's about to fall over if somebody sneezed on it hard. Um, not that anyone does that in 2020, but uh, you know like that guy whose whose guns are. are Less than three digits. Okay, okay, I have to I have to cut you off in a second there. Have you yet had to explain to somebody that no, you're not sick, you're just not adult enough to swallow your own spit without choking on it? I have had to do that. <laughs> it's like, look, I have sinuses. Okay, I have I have allergy problems, and I'm not swallowing this crap because it'll give me bronchitis. No, I am I will hockaloogie like the damn man I am. I'm sorry, I'm not doing this. Yes, I've had to do this. Many. I'm not fucking sick. It's just. It's just my allergies. They come every winter, just like they have every year of my damn life. I'm not sick. I don't have a freaking. All right, fine. I'll take the temperature test. Yeah, fine. Uh, Yes, I have had to do that. But uh, sorry, I had to interrupt. I'm sitting there going, how many times? No, no, I'm not sick. I'm sorry. I just cannot swallow my own spit like an adult. I apologize. That's why I'm coughing. I'm sorry. If I had a loogie cup, I'd be fine, you know. Well, in Texas, you know, they they I walk around like in shows like that with, uh, uh, you know, in Texas it's very common to see a spit cup for your dip, right? Uh, uh, oh yeah, right. It's it's a thing down here. So I carry one around, and it's sinus. <laughs> but it seems to work it's out. Just a, it's just as gross. It's just as gross. It's, it's not any grosser than your stupid-ass jaw that you got in your face. No, except I don't have jaw cancer. You know, But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always at the guy in the back who just has tables and guns piled on top of it and, and uh, you know, handwritten tags of, you know, that's $95 or trade <laughs> or best offer or something like that uh, where you're not sure if the gun's complete or not. You know, that's my, my best table. Bu- my best offer is 50 bucks. I've done that. I'm like, look, if you don't want to take that home, I got 50 bucks right now. I'm going to put it in my shirt pocket. I'm going to walk around the show a little bit, and I'm going to come back. And if that's still here and you want to sell it for 50 bucks, I'll give this 50 to you. If not, have a good one. At least half the time, before 2020, at least half the time, they just say, hey, just take it. Just here, give me the 50. <laughs> Because it pays for half their table for the day, you know? Like a table costs, like like a little booth or a little table, uh, an eight-foot space costs 100 bucks for the day, right? So 200 bucks, and they've paid for the show. So 
50 bucks, I've just paid for a quarter of his costs, right? Like, no problem. Without breaking a sweat, five minutes in the door. Um, normally, those guys will take it. Uh, the guys who come with, like, five, you know, five tables or the big, you know, uh, uh, I, I call them island of guns where they've got, like, 12 tables. they got, you know, uh, four on one side, four on the other, two to cap them off, and they take up half an aisle. Um, uh, everybody has matching shirts on. Uh, like, you're not going to get a deal from those guys. <laughs> they have felt tablecloths. They got the... The, uh, the the cable that slings through or that loops through all the trigger guards, so if they take one off, the alarm goes off. Like, you're not going to get a deal from those guys. You want, a, like, an old redneck in the corner with a giant-ass beard who's not done with his burrito yet. Uh, <laughs> sure, pick them up, look at them. You know, take three of them home. I don't care. How much are you looking to spend today? I'm sure we can find something for you. You know, that guy, that's the guy I want to talk to. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, you know, or, or the guy who's like, who, who could care less whether you buy his guns or not. Right. Cause he knows he's going to be here every week. Right. Or every, every show. And he is, you know, and you're like, Steve, I've been trying to buy this damn gun for the last six months. What do you say you do is both a favor, knock 75 bucks off of it. Take the money that I have offered for it. And we'll all, we'll both go away happy. Cause you know, it's a piece of crap. I know it's a piece of crap and I'm the only one willing to fix it. How about you do us both a favor? All right. I suppose <laughs> that's your boy right there. Yeah, they're, they're they're too much in demand up here. Yeah, there's there's well, right now they are here too, you know. Uh it's it's you know, over the past couple of months it's just been although now I I I don't know. Uh there was I saw some deals. I wasn't in the market for any of them because I have too many guns right now anyway. Um I saw some deals for some for some older for some older shoddies. Uh but uh, that said I uh I think that about does it for the cast. Are you about good? I am. Right on. Uh y'all, welcome to 2021. We hope it's a better year than last year for firearms and and everybody's uh safety sport collection and defense. Uh we hope it's a better year for that. We hope it's a better year for you. And uh we look forward to it. Happy New Year everyone. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.